Welcome to today's episode of Daddy No. Day number, thanks. Day number one twenty-two of being a stay-at-home father. That was water. I hope it was water. He just shoved in my face. It was wet. And uh, I don't think you've uh, touched. Uh, you didn't wash your hands. Where did the wetness come from? Was that spit? I think that was spit. Or did it come from the apple you were eating? I hope apple. No, it just in my spit into my mouth. Ah. Oh, so you spit in your hand and rubbed it in Daddy's face. That's not very nice. Oh, he just shrugs like, yeah, it happens. That's that's what happens. Uh, wash my hands. Well, we'll wash your hands a little bit. We just started the podcast, all right? Besides, it doesn't matter. You wiped all your spit in my face anyway, right? How nice of you. Thank you, son. I appreciate it. Daddy loves you. <sighs> um... You know what? I hope I don't get sick from that because uh, everybody's getting sick in my house. My wife's coming down with something. My my poor daughter is uh, really sick right now with fever. She's asleep right now, but fever. She, we just found out she has an ear infection and everything. And uh, it's uh, it's pretty bad. It sucks when you're having a, a newborn that's all sick with boogers and coughing in your face and vomiting and yeah I, I know people think like you don't vomit from an ear infection well uh she vomited this morning like a man vomit just <sighs> i've never seen a child vomit like that but i think her little tummy was just too full of antibiotics and milk and then i gave her that t- little bit of children's tylenol and she hates medicine and she starts like what, what, what like like just like not choking on it but just didn't want to take the medicine and then just projectile vomit this morning. So that's been my morning. So it's been a, it's been a good morning. And it's been cuckoo a little bit. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell a story about you. Remember remember what happened at the restaurant? What happened? Yeah, you don't want me to tell that, do you? Well, I'm going to tell it. Yeah. Because... What? <laughs> you little fart. He goes, look, look. And then he distracts me in one direction and then shoves his hand in my face. Oh, that's fine. You know, fine. Whatever. I'm going to tell a story about you. You're not going to like it. All right. Let's just relax there, buddy. So I got a story about my son, which I found out. Don't spit on the floor, man. No spitting. Stop. All right. Thank you. It's not funny when you do that. Because I got to. No, stop. Because then I got to clean that up, man. Don't do that. Don't spit anymore. No more TV today. I'm serious. Nah, I don't care. I don't care if we're podcasting, man. That's not cool. How are you going to spit on the floor? What if you were just sleeping in your bed and I want to spit in your bed? Would that be funny? No, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to look. You only fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Never get fooled again if something Bush said like that. Stop. All right. Uh, <laughs> everybody's like, that's not how the thing goes. So I got an embarrassing story about my son. Not embarrassing. Well, uh, yeah, it is embarrassing for me because I found out I'm that parent. I am that parent. And uh, I thought I was better than that, but I'm not. Stop choking me. Uh, my lady, One of my gigs, I'm going to talk about, I had a bunch of gigs this week. One guy canceled uh, the one that was going to pay me the most. So that sucks. But uh, I had a bunch of gigs. I want to talk about that. Um uh, a few things about comedy, stand-up, uh, some some thoughts I had about it. It's gonna for the comics. I think they'll like it. For the audience, they're gonna be like, "Boo-hoo! So what? Who cares?" But uh, yeah, uh, and 
also about jobs and getting fired. Uh, a commercial I put out yesterday that a lot of people didn't get. Like I was like, man, I was so proud of it. I was like, this is funny. I like this. I like this. A lot of people are like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. What do you, what do you, do? what I'm doing now every Tuesday? It's all done three, but every Tuesday I put out like a little promo of Daddy No, and what broke? Oh, it's your toy. Uh, of Daddy No, you know what I mean? Not necessarily what I'm going to talk about the next week, but just something just to put, I mean, it, it gets a lot of views. It gets in the hundreds, which I didn't expect. But uh, yeah, this last one, people were like, yeah, I don't I don't understand that one. I don't get that one. And I thought it was funny. And Anyway, I'll talk about that and, and what it was about. So that's what the podcast today is going to be about. He's already gone off to go play with his Legos and make a bigger mess. Because that's what I do. I just clean up messes all day. Like, it doesn't matter if I clean up and put everything away. It's going to be taken out. And uh, when he leaves this weekend, because I'm going to stay here uh, this week. Oh, that's another thing. Uh, this weekend, uh, plug at the beginning. Uh, if you're going to be here in town, come out to Laugh Out Loud. Today, I'm going to be featuring for Jay LaFar, a uh, really funny comic. He was funniest person in South Texas 2009. So I'll be featuring for him tonight and Sunday and then Thursday through Saturday. Hopefully, uh, if um, Ralphie May doesn't bring anybody with him, I'll be opening for Ralphie May, which I need the money. So I hope he's not bringing anybody. So I'll be doing that. So if you're in town, uh, you're coming up this weekend, go check out uh, Laugh Out Loud. I'll be there Wednesday through Sunday, hopefully Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but at least Wednesday and Sunday I'll be there. So that's what that's that's what I'll be doing this weekend. But uh, anyway, um, when he leaves, uh, I'm gonna take all his toys and I'm gonna take a lot of them and give them away. I had to whisper that because he's here. Uh, but uh, yeah, he just has too much. He has too many, and most of them are, are broken or mismatched. And I'm just gonna keep a few for him, you know. And some of it smells like dog pee or maybe his pee. I don't know, but it stinks like pee. And I've washed him so many times, but it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm hoping it's the dog's pee, but you never know. It could be his because uh, sometimes he doesn't want to get up from watching TV. So I think he just goes and he, and he, and he pees in his toys because he's like, eh, that's somewhere that they won't find. They'll blame the dog. Like what kind of person pees in toys? An animal. That's what kind of person, which animals aren't people. But anyway, um, <laughs> animal lovers disagree. They're like, animals are people. I don't know why I would say animals lovers talk like that. Not all of them talk like that. Some talk like this. Uh, <laughs> rambles. Rambles from a man who doesn't know where he's going in life. Uh, my son, I found out I'm this type of uh, per parent. I went to a nice uh, restaurant uh, with overpriced food. Uh, for real, the kid's menu, it was an $8 plate. All he got was a chicken leg, refried black beans, and steamed rice. That's what he got. For eight bucks, and I was just like, "Yeah, this is this." It was a, it was supposed to be quote unquote Mexican restaurant, and it was ugh. Anyway, uh, it was a uh, so we went there because they had a playground outside, and my cousin was in town. I hadn't seen her in years, uh, so I was just like, "Yeah, let's go, let's go, uh, let's go eat here." And my wife said that, and it's a nice place in the quarry. For those of you who don't know what that is from San Antonio, it's a nice, uh, nice area. It has like a golf course in the back, and. And all this shopping and it's just, you know, a little hoity-toity, but I like it. It's nice. So uh, my son's playing, right? Didn't want to come eat. And I see him from far away. And I was like, oh, my God. No, he didn't. No, he didn't fall in all that mud. Like he had mud all over his back, his pants, his legs, everywhere. And I was just like, ugh. 
Uh, right? That's what me and everybody saw that and thought, gross, look at all that mud. And some of you already know where I'm going with this, right? So he's playing with some kids, and then I see him start punching a kid. The kid was a little maybe older than him, a little taller than him, starts punching the kid. And then I get up, and I go down there, and I start going, hey, hey, like that, because I want him not to punch the kid anymore, because he keeps punching him in front of the parents, and his parents aren't even doing anything. Like, the whole table's just watching, I guess in horror, I don't know what, but they're just watching, right? It wasn't like he was on top of him punching him in the face. He was just standing next to him, punching him in the arm, trying to punch him in the face. And everybody looks at me, like that table, another table with a little girl uh, whose parents were keeping them away from Isaiah because I figured, oh, he's hitting people, so that's why they're doing that. I'm that horrible parent. So I go up there where I'm saying, hey, he runs off into the little jungle gym area, and I go in there and I get him by the arm. And I, not hard, but I pulled him out, right, and I, and I walk him to the kid, and he's walking with his head down. I was like, say you're sorry for hitting him. He's like, I'm sorry. I was like, no, look him in the eye and say, I'm sorry for hitting you. And he goes, I'm sorry. And I was like, good. And then I walk off. I was like, and you're all dirty. You got mud all over you. And I sit him down, right? As I sit him down, like I'd say about a minute later, my wife was like, what is that smell? It turns out that wasn't mud. My son had a major explosion and it went through his pants, down his legs, into his shoes on his shirt, on his back, in his socks, everywhere. Every, and I didn't even smell this. And the reason he was punching that kid is because that kid was going around to the tables pointing at my son. And my son told me this. And I saw the kid going to different tables, but I didn't think anything of it. Uh, but he was going to different tables and telling tables that little boy pooped and my son got embarrassed. And so... The kid was making, I don't know, making fun of him or what, but he got mad and that's when he punched him, right? And the reason they're keeping the daughter away is because they knew he pooped. So they weren't mad at me because, oh, you're, you have the kid that hits. They were like, oh my God, you're the dad or the family with the kid who craps his pants and the parents do nothing about it for 15 or 20 minutes. Like from far away, it looked like mud. There's no way that could have been crap. Like there was no way in my head that was too much. There's not enough feces in the toddler's body to come out that hard and have that much and so he it was we're never going back there again definitely uh, we were already never going back there because of the food but now we're definitely not going back there because uh yeah we sat him back down in the chair and he got shit all over it uh we thought it was mud thought it was mud and uh no it was it was feces it was feces so wrap a towel on them get him back home and uh i take him to the backyard strip him down get the hose and i hose him down and put soap all over. oh i almost vomited like two or three times just oh my god and it was one of those like i kind of felt bad because i don't think he was like i'm gonna go over here and poop like it wasn't planned i think it was just like oh my stomach hurts like i think it was one of those just i can't help it and it all came out and he was embarrassed and uh and you know what i should have known something was wrong because i thought he'd slow down from playing because because he had mud on him but he slowed down because he was embarrassed he was like oh what do i do now i can't go all the way and tell mom and dad and they're gonna just get mad at me and then he was embarrassed and i was just, oh, i felt so bad for him <laughs> the messed up part where I was holding him down, I thought he was going to cry. And, uh, he, no, he was laughing. You know what I mean? You just figure the shame of all that embarrassment being hosed down and, and, and with all that crap on you. And, no, he was having the greatest time. I started running around the yard butt naked after he was clean. And uh, he had a good time. He had a good time. But 
I, I felt bad. I felt bad because I went and grabbed him and apologized to that kid who was making fun of him. And uh, kind of glad he punched him now. Like, the kid was a jerk. I mean, the kid was like probably five years old. He knew what he was doing. The kid knew what he was doing. Uh, he should have helped him out. He said, hey, buddy, need some towels? Huh? My parents there got water. I can get you some water. Maybe hose you down a little bit. No, the kid didn't do that. The kid decided to be blabbermouth to everybody in the world. All the tables ruined their meal, ruined my son's integrity, and tell everybody, oh, he pooped in his pants. It's all over him. It's disgusting. Why did you continue to play with him? Hmm? Why are you still getting near him? Hmm? Hmm? What's wrong with you, kid? Learn how to raise your children right, folks. I don't believe I got uh, the... Uh what I was supposed to get out of that. I think I twisted it somehow to where it's not my fault or my son's fault, which not taking blame. Hey, it's what my family does. It's what I'm teaching my son to do. Blame others for your failures and stuff like that. That was what I wanted to get out of that. But that was yeah, that was the big thing this weekend. I had a lot of gigs. Uh, had a lot of fun in the Valley. Thank you, McAllen, Senor Rey. Uh, it was good. Thank you to my family and people who came out to that. Uh, sorry for the ones I, I, I forgot to tell. Uh, I just, I mean, you've seen me so many times. I'm like, I don't want to ruin it for you. I was going to do the same material anyway. So uh, I had maybe one or two new jokes. But thank you. Uh, Thursday show got canceled, which really sucked because that was a good show. I went with uh, Alex Kool-Aid Ansel. Well, he's moving to Vegas. Congratulations. I think I said that last time. Uh, but he's moving to Vegas with the wrestler Jake the Snake. So proud of you, man. Good job. Uh, he's going to be touring now, going to New York and L.A. and stuff like that. So he put in a lot of work, and now he's going places. So good job, Kule. The other one was uh, Raul Sanchez. It was a fun road gig. It was a fun road gig, um, uh, except my tire went flat uh, on the side that Kool-Aid was on. But, you know, that's neither here or there. Uh, but anyway, uh, Kool-Aid's a 500-pound guy. But he's losing weight. He's losing weight. He's lost like 50 pounds, so continue on. And then uh, Friday I did uh, the Valve. That's in Austin. Thank you to Avery Moore and uh, the uh, the show that we had there, Sad Trombone. It was a fun show. It wasn't that many people, but it was a good it was it was a good crowd. Like you can have like 50, 60 people, and because that room only fits like 50, 60 people, and have a like a horrible crowd, or you can have just a few people in a few rows and then be awesome. And it was amazing. Uh, so thank you again for having for having that. And then uh, I'm not gonna say the show I went to on Saturday. Because I'm going to call him out. And you know what? The promoter, I mean, if you're listening to this man, you know who you are on Saturday. Great guy. You're a good guy. Thank you for promoting. You did a good job. It was packed. Um, it was the first comedy show at this specific place. So that's why it was a little weird. Like, when I went on stage, it, it's a bar, right? It's a bar gig already. So when I went on stage, the owner, who knows nothing about comedy, decided, you know what would be cool? Let me turn on the disco lights. So as soon as I get on stage, this guy turns on the disco lights and has purple, green, blue, red lights going in people's faces as I'm on stage. I was like, what the heck are you doing? Like, why would you decide, hey, the feature's up. Let me make this a fun event. Let me turn on the disco lights because everybody loves disco lights at a comedy show, right? And so I make fun of the disco lights. And uh, they didn't like that. They don't like me making fun of the disco lights. They didn't like, they're like, what, you don't enjoy our ambiance? This is a nice ambiance, all right? This is a nice ambiance. Everybody likes this, obviously. Uh, everybody loves the uh, basketball game on. And I had, we had a fight with him to turn off the 20 by 20. He had a big projection screen to turn it off. He's like, you think it'd be a good idea? Yeah, 
Yeah, it'd be a great idea to turn off the jumbo screen next to the bar where everybody can see while the comedy show is going on. I think that would be a great idea. He's just like, I don't know. Just, so we got him to turn it off. Uh, he just kept one TV on. But then he decided to turn on the disco lights. And uh, I made fun of that. And then they didn't laugh. And I'm a horrible person, so I kind of made fun of them. And they didn't really get it. They didn't understand I was making fun of them. Uh, the comics did. The comics did. But uh, hey, it paid well, and they liked us in the end. Uh, we did well. Uh, so it was good. Thank you. I'll, I would do it again. I would definitely do it again. Just don't turn on the disco lights and don't fight the promoter about turning off the big uh, screen TV. That would be nice because uh, it's about the comedians. So, yeah, that was one of my gigs. And what, what made me feel weird is, and, and this is not about this gig, but but other gigs, um, is that I found out that from doing The Valley, doing Austin, doing that other place, doing the gigs that I've done the past six years, is that I live in this weird middle world of comedy where uh, pretentious people think I'm stupid and stupid people think I'm pretentious, which is weird. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, and I think that's, hopefully, maybe I'm wrong, but I think that's where, uh, that's where funny lives. Because other than that, you're too pretentious or stupid to know how to be funny, to relate. Maybe I could be completely wrong. That could be the most pretentious thing I've ever said, or that can be the stupidest thing I ever said. I don't know, but I think that's the world that I live in right now. And uh, I, I, I'm figuring it out. I'm figuring it out. You having fun out back there? Can you stop scratching the floor with that? Please? It's my car. I know it's your car, but you're scratching the floor. Don't, I, can't, I can't clean that up, man. That, that, that'll mess up the floor. Don't do that. Hey, I'm serious. Don't, don't scratch the floor. Stop, stop, or no TV, man. That's the only thing I can tell him, no TV, because I've spanked him, time out, none of that stuff works. But TV, unplug it, oh my God, that works. He'll do anything for you. Um, right now, it's uh, been kind of... Uh, oh, I didn't call you a bozo. Who said I called you a bozo? He's in the back. I'm not a bozo. I was like, nobody called you a bozo. Um, I mean, uh, it's been... Uh, I mean, other than my, my, family, my, my, my family being sick, and all that, and, uh, and it, it, my wife, she switched jobs, so there's always that transition period, and uh, we're struggling a little bit. Everybody struggles. Everybody struggles, but I'm finding out I enjoy the struggle. I like struggling. I don't know why. I don't know. It just feels like it, maybe I'm confusing struggle with progression. Like I'm like, yes, this is what we need to do. We're progressing, but it always seems like there's always some type of struggle, which there's always going to be some type of struggle in whatever career that you decide to go into. There's always some type of struggle, but it really feels lately uh, we've been struggling. And I think we're coming to, to the peak of the struggle because, like I said, everybody's sick right now and she's transitioning into to, to the next job. But I think I think a lot of especially comics. They don't live in, they don't like struggle. They like misery. They get them confused. Like people, like they, you know how they say misery likes company? Like they're just like really, really negative on anything. And if somebody sees somebody who was with them, who was struggling and then becomes successful or gets over that hump, they don't like that person anymore. 
and they project whatever feelings they have inside. And they're like, how can he do it? Because you live in misery. It's, it's one thing to enjoy struggle and another thing to enjoy misery. Because if you're struggling, if it's a positive struggle, I don't know if there's such a thing as a positive struggle, but it's a positive struggle, that's good. That means you're getting stronger, you're getting better. Hopefully, you're getting over that hump, right? You might fail, but if you do it again and again and again, if you keep at it eventually, hopefully, maybe from all the books I read, uh, you're supposed to <laughs> get over that. Uh, that's what they tell you to do that. And they sell a lot of books. So that means a lot of people are succeeding, obviously, right? If they couldn't sell that many books, if people weren't succeeding, wait a minute, that doesn't sound, that sounds counterintuitive. It should be the other way, right? Uh, but uh, yeah, don't, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm learning I love struggle, but I don't like misery. For a while I did, especially when I was younger. Like I, I was like, I, the, the, the self-pity, the wallowing in your own, like, boo-hoo me, like, I almost wanted bad stuff to happen so people would feel sorry for me. And now I hate it when people feel sorry for me. I can't stand that. Like, I'm like, why would you? No, don't feel sorry for me. Why would you feel sorry for me? It's just a struggle. I'm going to get over it. No, it's just, yeah, enjoy the struggle. Enjoy the struggle. Um, and and you go through, through, through a lot of those struggles. Um, and... I hear my daughter crying in the back. Not she's not crying, she's away. She's back there talking. I don't know if you can hear her on the mic. All right, I'm gonna go get her real quick. I'll be right back. All right, I'm back, I got her. Uh, yeah, that's right, I, I got a mic. Uh, it's actually just my road mic from my camera. A lot of people are saying it sounds like the audio's bad. I was just talking into my computer and there's like kind of an echo. So I'm trying to make it a little bit more professional. But uh, it's a podcast, you don't make uh, a lot of, you don't make any money doing it. But yeah, it's just for people who are narcissistic uh, or narcissists or one of those. I don't know which term you do correctly. Uh, who like to talk into a mic. It's like a, it's like an open mic basically for me. I like to rant crap out and then I'll use them as jokes later. Maybe, hopefully. I don't know. Or maybe you like what you hear. Maybe you don't. I don't know. But thank you for listening. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, um you know, I think I'm going to save that till, till next time, the getting fired and quitting, because I have so many stories on that, and the podcast can go for like an hour if I do that, and uh, I don't think my daughter, who's in my arms right now, would last an hour of me telling her how I quit so many possible careers that I definitely would have hated, and I never would have saw my family, but uh, would have been six figures, easily six figures. Um, but yeah, just wasn't happy doing that. So last, so, uh, yesterday I put out a, a, a commercial, uh, the commercial was, uh, okay. If you haven't seen it, it's on Facebook, uh, and I was put on YouTube. So you can search that at Joshua Cavazza, that's last name, C-A-B-A-Z-A. -A -A. I also got my uh, Twitter. I've always had it. I just never used it. And this past weekend was the first tweet I put out in five years, but yeah, everybody's like, why don't you use Twitter? All right, I'll use Twitter. Which is great because now you connect it to SoundCloud and you don't have to uh, download SoundCloud. If you have Twitter, you can just listen to it. So add me on Twitter. But it's cool because my YouTube page, uh, my uh, Twitter page, SoundCloud page, it's all Joshua Coasa. So uh, yeah, only one other person in America has my full name. So that's a Joshua and then C-A-P-A-Z-A. But if you're listening to this, you probably already know how to spell my name. Uh, but anyway, I put out this commercial. So the commercial goes, I sit... Or not, I said, I come into the bathroom, it's supposed to be in the morning, and I, I, I'm about to take a piss, and uh, I turn on the TV, and in the background, you hear the news going on, and it's different. I'm changing the channel, and you hear it, but at the same time, I'm peeing, and it's like a minute and a half long, so I'm peeing for a really long time, right? 
And uh, at the same time, you can hear my daughter in the back and my son in the background, and I'm saying I'll be right there or, or, or to stop it. I tell my son to stop it. But the first commercial, or not commercial, first one was a, a, a news clip from a, a local news station which talks about uh, would you want to chip your children and that the technology exists. And the second one was uh, like a, a TMZ type of news which uh, talked about pedophilia. That uh, You know how Elijah Wood came out and said that, that it's, it's running rampant and it's vipers out there and stuff like that, which uh, I completely believe is true. Um, yeah, there are a lot of a lot of a lot of sickos, and they can pretty much do whatever they want because nobody's going to tell me anything because they live up there in the hills and uh, the Hollywood Hills. And I mean, who's there to? They have eyes wide shut parties just with uh, you know children. It's disgusting. But uh, like that, like the one who directed X Men, I think I believe they caught him. To be a uh, pedophile. But anyway, he came out and said, and then the next one was uh, Trump this past week on Jimmy Kimmel, where he said that he would uh, debate Bernie Sanders if Bernie Sanders, he goes, how much would he pay me? How much is he going to pay? And then he kind of backtracked a little bit and he's like, well, what I meant by that is obviously this would be one of the biggest or most watched debates or the most watched debate ever. And, uh, you know, maybe like a pay-per-view type of thing, like maybe we should do something like that and then we'll donate it to charity. He, he backtracked kind of like that, but that was his first reaction. It was like, well, how much is he going to pay me? Which is like, it's Bernie Sanders. I don't think he has a lot of money to pay you. But that was the response from uh, Trump that he gave Jimmy Kimmel and the audience kind of laughed. And then the last one, the last one was kind of weird and people could barely hear that. But what it was, was uh, Chuck Hagel, who is the former U.S. Secretary of Defense. Uh, Chuck Hagel, who was on CNBC back in, I believe it was May 9th. I'll play the clip in a little bit. But uh, he came out and was basically talking about how we can't, it's already here, a uh, new world order, and we can't come back from it. And I'll play the clip in a little bit for those of you like, ugh, here comes the new world order conspiracy crap. And it's just like, the... Dude said it. That's a one world government agenda. It's out there in your face. And if you're still like you conspiracy theorists, you're dumb and you got your head in your set in the sand. That's what happens. What happens when you got your head in the sand? That means you got your butt exposed. What happens when your butt exposed? That means somebody comes from behind and they'll never mind. My children here I won't say it. But <laughs> but yeah, so Chuck Hagel came out and said that. And I stopped peeing in the commercial and I kind of listened, like, what the heck? And then I turn off the TV. And then I continue to pee and credits roll. And at the very end, I flush the toilet and wash my hands. And now that I say it out loud, I understand why people are like, that's not funny or I don't get it. It, it was it's it's subtle. It's subtle. It's showing you what my mornings are like, kind of like what type of person I am. Uh, funny part is I'm peeing that long and that hard. Uh, that's hilarious, I thought. And at the same time, I'm listening to all this horrible news that happened within the past week. And I'm telling my kids to uh, that I'll be right there to be quiet or, you know, whatever I'm yelling. And I was like, oh, that's that's cute. That's nice. It kind of sums up what my podcast is about. I think it's kind of funny. But I got a lot of people going, I don't get it. What are you talking about? I don't understand. The P's too loud. What were they saying in the background? What does any of that mean? Like, that's what I was, what I was getting, the feedback I was getting. Um, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. And uh who cares what people like, right? They only listen to me in my podcast. Who wants more listeners? <laughs> oh, I'm horrible at this. But yeah, the last one, uh, Chuck Hagel came out and said, tell you what, I'll play it for you real quick to see. So you're, so you're not like, no, he didn't. Shut up. This is what he said. Watch. 
a real strong, intense national debate about how much does America want to invest around the world. Uh, we, we're seeing a new world order now being built, a post-World War II the world order. And I don't think America can retreat from that. I think we have to balance and adapt and adjust uh, to the realities and the currents of this new world order. So that's what former U.S. Secretary of Defense Chuck Hagel said on CNBC. And it was on May 9th. Like I said, I, I looked that up. May 9th, he said that. And, um, yeah, if, 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 it's, it, they're out in the open with it. They're out in the open. And when you really think about it, a one-world government, if you went to another—I think I've talked about this before. If you went to another world, another civilization, a benevolent civilization, you'd figure they have one, one government. You know what I mean? They have one currency. You know, stuff like that, one communication system, which is the Internet. We already have that. But you, you would have that. But uh, we're not benevolent people. We're not the smartest beings. And the ones that want to run us, I believe, have uh, evil, evil thought. Not not necessarily. No, I'll say, yeah, no, evil. Just straight up because they think they, they know what's better. Better for us because we're all dumb. And some of us are. But they were all dumb and they need to control us like cattle and we're all just numbers. Um, so very 1984-ish. And, and I know a lot of people are like, why do you talk about this stuff? Like, who cares? Who cares? And in my head, I'm like, everybody right now, like, they're like, you should talk about like the gorilla who got killed. Or you should talk about like the bathroom situation. Or you should talk about, you know, what stuff like that. And it's like, I get it. You know, I, I understand. That's what people are. Are, are tweeting about and put it on YouTube and the big debates and the whole time I'm just like ah, I don't I don't I don't I don't know I don't know I don't know like I just like I get it I get it you like like those type of issues it's serious like it's like damn it's it's like did you oh my god we got a bad case of herpes oh how do we got to take care of these herpes right now oh my god this is horrible and look at the scabies also got scabies and horrible acne this is all oh my god and a broken leg are you kidding me we have a broken leg and at the same time i'm like yeah i understand all that and that's that's serious stuff you need to take care of it but uh we also have aids and zika and uh west nile all at the same time so let's let's worry about those issues maybe you know let's let's maybe no okay that's too too uh out there? Okay, that's too out there. Got it. Can't worry about that now. That's uh, that's crazy. I can't do anything about that. So let me argue about restrooms. <laughs> People are like, that's a serious issue and I don't appreciate you making fun of that. My daughter will go into a, a, a bathroom and then the man will fall. Okay, I get it. I understand. I got a daughter. Okay. I understand why you're mad. Or the other side, these homeless. Uh, that's a horrible voice to do. Why do I keep doing voices like that? But the point is, uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Everybody else is talking about that. I want to talk about this, but nobody cares about Chuck Hagel and uh, CNBC and, you know, conspiracies, quote unquote. It's not conspiracies. I just say conspiracies. So I'm that dude who can get away with saying stupid stuff and be like, I'm just an idiot. Ha <laughs> ha. That's what I get to say because I'm dumb and uh, yeah, don't believe like I, I dismiss myself after to try to hide the fact that I believe a lot of this crap, which is uh, it, it's crazy. The more and more you dig into that stuff, the crazier it gets. And the stuff that I'm reading and listening to and watching is probably crazier than that, because if I know about it, if a guy who stays at home 
knows about stuff like this. It's probably just the stuff that they want you to know. You know what I mean? It, that, that's what they let you know. But uh, I wouldn't necessarily think a, a one world government is bad if it, we were smarter, more evolved people. You know what I mean? If we actually cared for each other. And we've, we've proven we don't. We don't care for each other. Like, it's, we're, we're, we're some dumb monkeys. We're all dumb monkeys. Uh, and I love my fellow dumb monkeys. Thank you, dumb monkeys. It's a, it's a fun world. It's a fun world. And, and it's nice. But uh, we're not ready for a one world government. And I think that they're pushing us into it. And it's going to get bad. It's going to get really, really bad soon. And I know they've been saying that for years. And uh, But no, I think uh, I think this this next election has proven, this one coming up has proven how bad it is right now. And we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it is. We'll see how, uh, how it turns out. Always got to go back to the election. All right, I'm rambling on. Uh, but thanks, guys, for listening. All right, all right, bye. Thank you guys for listening to the other episode or another episode of Daddy No. Uh, check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Twitter. I just got the Twitter, like I said, uh, all of them at Joshua Cabasa, C A B A Z A. Uh, also, Funny Man Comedy Works on Facebook. Uh, it's Funny Man One Word Comedy Works. Come check me out at LOL, Laugh Out Loud. I will be there uh, Wednesday and Sunday, like I said before, and also on, um, hopefully, actually Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I'll be there as well, opening for Ralphie May, unless he, like I said, brings an opener. So those are the dates I'm going to be doing. Check us out. Follow us. Thank you. If you like our podcast, please share, add, like, comment, uh, whatever you think we should do, whatever you think will improve the podcast. I'm open to suggestions. I really don't know what I'm doing. So that's good, right? That's nice. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a few more listeners. Just a few. I mean, we got, we, we're, we're growing. That's good. We're growing. And there's people listening to us, uh, mainly me. But I think uh, they tune in for my son. Um, yeah. And even if it doesn't go anywhere, at least, I, you know, 10 years from now, I'll be like, hey, look at this cool thing me and you used to do. When you loved me, son. Hmm? Remember when me and you used to hang out? It was going to be like, I was three, dad. I didn't know any better. Loser. Go try to be a comic again. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to go through. But thank you guys for listening to the episode. Uh, yeah, Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Josh Cabasa. Thank you guys again for listening. And we will see you next uh, Wednesday. Have a great week. Bye. Uh-oh, Uh-oh, Uh-oh,